Hi, everybody. Welcome to Paul Lisnick Behind the Curtain, my opportunity to step away from the worlds of politics and law that you watch me cover every day on television to get into a real passion of mine, of course, which is theater and the arts. And today we, we talked to somebody who may be familiar to you just from looking at him and even from his projects that you should be watching if you've missed them. But it's not why we're talking to him. It's because he's coming to Chicago. We'll get into all of that. Say hi to Jeff Hiller, who's here to join me today. Jeff, so good to see you again. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. So unless we talked, it was on radio. We were doing Afternoon Drive. I'm sort of curious, am I better looking than you thought I would be? And, and question two, why are you thinking of how good looking I was going to be? <laughs> oh, this feels like a trap. Um, <laughs> Uh, you are so much. You know what? You're a, you are just as beautiful as I thought you would be. Oh, uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> it is so, weird though to see someone's face from the radio that you. Know. Yeah, well, except not you because I've seen your face and we all see your face. So people should know you um, from a variety of things. Somebody somewhere is where I first. I'm not sure where I first came in contact with you, but it's certainly when I fell in love with your work and, and what you do. The show on HBO um, where you play Joel um, with your partner in crime, Bridget Everett, uh, who's from this area. I'm pretty sure Bridget's from here, Chicago area. She's from Kansas, but we actually shoot the show in the Chicago area. Okay, that's the Chicago tie. I knew it was Chicago. And Kansas, Chicago, you know, there's we're both, we're all Midwest. <laughs> and to be honest, the way you come across in the show, you, you come across very Midwest, but... You come from the liberal state of Texas. Yes, yes, the liberal state of Texas. It's a great place to visit, but I wouldn't want to grow up gay there. <laughs> uh, yes, I come from San Antonio, Texas, but, you know. I'm actually, from- that's a good part of Texas. Yeah, it's not bad, actually. It's really not bad. Uh, if you couldn't live there, live in Austin. Uh, yes, well, that's where my sister lives now, and I was just there for Christmas, and it, it, it is the, the better option. And that's probably because we were talking at Christmas time on the radio. That's probably where you were when we were doing that. Yes, I was. I was in my sister's. Uh... So somebody somewhere is where people, if they have not seen the HBO show, go stream the first two seasons, third season coming. We'll talk about that and lots to talk about about that show. Um, but in addition, the other the other place that I kind of surprisingly saw you. So I just want to bring it up because I know American Horror Story has a huge fan base and a huge audience. And there I am watching this season. Um, the theme was sort of um, gay themed with, you know, the, the characters and whatever. And then they start getting murdered. And who murders them? You. What is that all about? What a character shit. I know, right? Uh, It is. So, you know, Ryan Murphy offered me a job. What am I going to do? Say no? Uh, (laughs) Well, how did he... Did he find find you from... I'm not sure what came first. Did he find you from the HBO show? Where did he find you? Well, I had done an episode of The Watcher which is another show that he did. And he happened to be editing that episode while also going home at night and watching somebody somewhere. And he saw me play these, uh, you know, a therapist and, and the watcher and a, you know, nice friend and in somebody somewhere. And he said, Oh, let's try this. Let's see if uh, this guy can kill people. And, uh, And two weeks later, I was carving up a kid, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And and as I said, I brought this story up on radio, but it's not anything you didn't try to do before when you start on Broadway and bloody, bloody Andrew Jackson. (laughs) That's true. I did accidentally uh, assault someone. (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah, I was, we had a, a stage fight, like a comedic fight. And I had this prop knife and I was meant to just freeze with the knife aimed at someone and I just let the knife go off into the into the audience <laughs> and it thankfully did not land on anyone's head it landed in the aisle but 
how it was stressful. <laughs> did that person, you know, I collect theater props and stuff. I have tons of stuff. So did that person, like if it were me, you would not have gotten the knife. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question for stage management. I should have asked them. <laughs> yeah. So you're coming to Chicago to appear at the Den on February 4th. You're you're doing a, a stand-up comedy act. So people need to know that about you as well. Um, and is there a name to this? I know you've been touring with a show. What show are we getting here? The show is called Middle-Aged Ingenue. Oh, that is what you've been touring with. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And uh, and it's a, it's a story about uh, finding, you know, success in, in midlife, later midlife. <laughs> and it's interesting. Your showtime starts. I'm saying these things so people know. But again, the Den Theater, which is on Milwaukee. But you don't, you know what time you start? 7.15. Yeah. I thought that was not 7 and not 7.30. What was there something was there something like I need seven fifteen? Is there something <laughs> emotional about that? Uh, uh, you know what? I start on a quarter hour. Um, <laughs> no, I uh, that was just what they offered me, and uh, you know it's better than eleven p.m. So. Okay, <laughs> well that's true. Yeah, because it's one show only, so you, if people don't want to miss this. Right? How do you like? Because if you if we watch you in American Horror Story, which it, it's not a coming. I mean, you could argue that there's some smiles in it just because of the nature of how the show's going. But um, and even somebody somewhere, while it's it, it's also a soft comedy. I mean, it's but how do you identify? Because I, I I guess you identify as a the the, the comic, the stand up comedian. But at the same time, there's just so much more to you. What's your identity? Uh, that's interesting. I I think I identify. Uh, first and foremost, I do identify as a comedian. That's where I got my start. That's really what got me into. The biz, showbiz. Uh, I was a, an improviser for many, many, many years at uh, the Upright Citizens Brigade. And most of my, if you look at my IMDb, it, it's just me playing waiters on sitcoms. You know, I'm always, uh, <laughs> I, I, my niche is a bitchy customer service representative, you know. <laughs> I'm right. one. That's a start. I when I first saw you, I you reminded me of somebody. And then when I did sort of study your bio, you actually had been on a show with this person in repeated ways. So that's your hint. Is there anybody? I mean, do you have any idea of who I'm going to say? Are you going to say Jack McBrayer? Yeah, yeah. I'm a poor man's Jack McBrayer. It's true. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> so so and so yeah. So I did say that. Had you heard that before? Do you agree? Do you think there's kind of a McBrayerus about you? Yeah, I think so. I think we're both sort of corn fed. And, uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, I actually auditioned for the role of Kenneth before ah. the pilot of 30 Rock. And um, it was very clear that the role was written for Jack. And I knew Jack from the UCB theater and uh, the improv world. And but I did get to, like, meet Tina Fey for, because I auditioned for it and things like that. And and uh, Alec Baldwin. Yeah, well, I didn't meet Alec Baldwin oh. until later, but yes, <laughs> he wasn't in the auditions. But uh, uh, but then I did actually. She tossed me a couple roles on the on the show as a as a yeah we, we, kindness, which is great. I know. I think you describe your 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 career as sort of a twenty year overnight success. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, I moved here in two thousand and one, and just twenty two short years later, I am the star of an HBO show. <laughs> Well, you're in New York, though, right? That's home. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, 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 and that makes sense. But at the same time, why not L.A.? I mean, you could do Chicago. There was a lot of stuff here, and you film here. But, but did you think of Am I New York or Am I Chicago? I mean, New York is about getting more on stage, I think. Right, and I do love being 
in the in the theater. I think I think your your audience might understand and appreciate that as well. Um, yeah, I do. I've done a lot of off Broadway theater and things like that. But I did live in LA for four years. Um, and you know that saying: if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. About yeah. New York, it's not true because I tried to make it in LA and I didn't. <laughs> I've had ah. a lot more success in New York City. <laughs> I think I'm more. Uh, I guess I'm more a flavor for the East Coasters than the the West Coast. Well, that would suggest to me it's because your humor is more biting, your humor. So tell us a bit about what we're going to get in the in the stand up show, because obviously in somebody somewhere and all the things you do, you do what you're told to do, you know, the roles and characters you have to play. But um, and and I plan to be there and see you on on February. What am I in for? I have not seen you do stand up. What am I in for? Well, I'm not, it's not like a Bob Saget situation where I'm all of a sudden just like filthy <laughs> I'm talking about sex and whatever. There's still a chance, but. <laughs> exactly. Maybe. I don't know. Um, we'll see. We'll if see I'm in the audience, there may be a chance. <laughs> exactly. Um, but it's, um, this is a story about, uh, or it's not a story, it's, it's stand-up, but it's, it, and my, my stand-up is about, uh, you know, being, being a little, Awkward, being a little, um, a, a, a bit of a square peg, um, trying to fit into round holes. It sounds like it might be Jeff Hiller. It's yeah, it's very Jeff Hiller. <laughs> well, isn't that I mean, Joel? It's very Joel, actually. It, okay, very Joel. That that works too. Your character on somebody somewhere. I, you know, I'm not a stand-up comic. I don't do that. But I, everything I've always learned about it is what makes a stand-up comic effective is you you can't get up there and be Bob Saget. You have to start with material that is the life of Jeff Hiller. So are we getting a lot that is yours? It's sort of well embellished, got to play with it. Oh, no, I don't do that. I don't need to do that. My life is that humiliating. Um, (laughs) Humiliating enough. I don't have to make anything up. Exactly. (laughs) No, I don't really make anything up. I mean, it is it is sort of based in storytelling. I do. I do use a lot of like what happened in my life. It's not um, it's not observational. It's not like Seinfeld where it's like, you ever notice? It's not that it's it's uh, storytelling and 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 telling you about my life and things that happened to me. Like you know, I'm soon. I don't know if you know Alex Edelman. I'll be interviewing him too in another day, well. and he made me and and so I, he made me think of you as well because um, stand up. But at the same time, Alex's approach. Well, we're both Jewish. It probably comes from that. But Alex's Alex's approach. Well, he he was on Broadway, right? He took his show to Broadway, and that yeah. made me wonder why does one stand up say I belong in clubs and on those stages? Although the den arguably is goes either way actually to be honest with you i don't know if you've been there before but it goes either way in terms of how you look at it and broadway is broadway what what is it that that makes a stand-up say no i belong on that kind of performing stage and not necessarily a club right well i, I mean alex has done a lot of, of club work too i think but but i think that both of us we um what they used to call we're we're, we're uh, alt comics meaning like we um we talk a lot about our lives and it's 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 more storytelling based rather than just joke 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 it's more uh here's an arc uh i'm going to tell you this like for instance that show that alex did on broadway uh is about this one experience that he had and and my show is about um it's about like uh, uh, uh my search for meaning so there's like this whole sort of uh uh overarching arc uh to mine and that's why i'm more yeah, Joe's Pub, The Den, uh, um, uh, 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 more of a, a, a familiar, um, arty kind of mood than like, a, oh boy, dogs be like this, but cats be like that, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
We'll stick with the dogs. By the way, since you are that Joe's Pub kind of guy, coming up, it's already, the interview's done. We haven't posted it yet, but I interviewed Gail Papp, Joe Papp's uh, widow. Oh, wow. About that whole life. So Joe's Pub makes me think of that. And of course, that whole world. Um, do, do you have a preference? I mean, do you, is, is the TV thing, the stand-up, the, the, the drama TV, or when, when somebody comes to you and says, you know, we, we want you to be in the next um, four things, you know, part two. I don't know if you've seen that movie yet. <laughs> um, I have you just have to move carefully to see it. I've seen. Oh my god, it's lot. unbelievable! It looks amazing, and I hear she's amazing. Um, well, can I tell you that for the first like maybe ten minutes, you're going to say I probably shouldn't have bought my popcorn because I don't know if I'm going to make it, and then <laughs> then you kind of I'm not set you. I mean, it's just but then you get it, and yeah, and yeah. once you kind of get it, I didn't want it to end. Um, wow. So cool, so weird. Deserve more globe, uh, Golden Globes than it got. But anyway, back to you. What I just randomly right. picked that title. Well, I, I, I mean, listen. If Jorgis Lanthimos wants to work with me, uh, yes, please. Okay. Um, I, I'll do anything. <laughs> Paul, I'll do anything. I will do a web series for twenty five dollars, <laughs> where I pay them the twenty five dollars. Um, I, I love doing everything. I, the nice thing. That I, uh, what I've really, really grown to love is being on a TV series. Um, like I love doing the theater, but there is something that that becomes tiring when you do it eight times a week. You start to lose the freshness. And uh, the great thing about uh, a TV series is it's it's you get to play this character, so you really know this character. But you get to do all these different adventures, and also you get to know the crew and the and your other actors, and your uh, you become this community, and so it's just so much easier to perform in that sense. Versus, I'm here for two days. My name is Jeff. My name is Jeff. <laughs> I'm not number two hundred four on the call sheet. My name is Jeff. Um, it feels uh, uh, I so, so that part I. I really, really enjoy um, versus all those years of being a guest star. And yeah, I, the other day I was, we had one of the cast members of Hamilton um, oh. cooking on our midday news and um, making empanadas. Uh, he was, uh, I, I said, do you have a restaurant? He goes, no, I'm just cooking. Um, <laughs> and of course I've seen Hamilton. What? I love that this like singer, dancer, actor is also a really good chef so much so that they like put him on the television. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think part of that has to do with Raw Hamilton fans. So that, that might, <laughs> that might be it because yeah. making pop tarts was not that tough. No, he, he made them bananas. And, um, but, but the thing is I, so I said to him, I said, now look, I've seen Hamilton a gazillion times. What, you know, who, I was embarrassed to say, but who are you? He goes, Oh, I'm man number five. Mm-hmm. And, um, and on that makes me think of what you're saying. So can't we call you Bob? Oh, I have been, I'm usually gay man number five, but I have definitely had that, uh, that, that little role. Yeah. I, I remember the first time I got a character who had a name and it was like, oh my God, is he going to have something more? Right. <laughs> what do I have to be somebody? Joel, who, by the way, you must run into people on the street who call you Joel. Sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I would think. Well, better, better than your, the, the uh, murdering character. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god there recognize me from that too it's shocking how many people are like oh you kill people right and i'm really thrilled <laughs> really thrilled about it I, there might even be a bigger audience for that to be honest i don't know i mean i think somebody somewhere probably has a niche kind of audience you i tripped over it and then fell in love with it um yeah it's not a lot of people watch it but the people who do love it yeah love it, love it. 
And so when we were on radio, I brought up a topic that's sad, and I brought it up at the end of the interview. And so it was horrible of me because we ended up crying with each other, and I went to commercial break. So... (laughs) But I can't do that again, but I do want to bring it up because people who are fans of the show and people in Chicago, and I think a lot of the audience that watches this, I mean, it is, it's on the internet, it's everywhere, but, but certainly Chicago. Um, one of the stars of that show was Mike Haggerty and he unexpectedly passed away and he played Bridget's father uh, in the show. Um, and so he died, I think just before season two started. Two weeks, two weeks before two, we started shooting, which means he's in the scripts, he, all that kind of stuff. And now there's creative decisions that have to be made. And not that you made those creative decisions, but can you fill people in? Cause I'll be honest. I waited for that episode and I thought maybe he died and they had already put a few in the can. I waited for that episode when they addressed it and they never did. Right. They, they wanted, we loved him. We loved him. I mean, and well-known in Chicago, very familiar. Yes. Yeah, Second city. And, uh, you know, Basically, if you wanted a Chicago type, you would have hired Mike Haggerty. <laughs> um, uh, you know, mustache and start, start talking like this. <laughs> um, and he was he was the best. He, he you always wanted to be on set with him. He he would say really hilarious things under your breath, under his breath, like at table reads and stuff. And like I remember when we got picked up for season two, he was like. Oh, I've never heard those words together before. Season two. Season two. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, and I think, um, you know, the first season of our show was all about grief. It was all about Bridget's character grieving the fact that her sister had, had died. And so I think tonally and, 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 and storytelling-wise, they didn't want to um, have a story about... Um, grief for the second season as well and he was such a beloved character i think that that, that just like um you know because they might need to kill somebody off every season too at that point if that's what the show is going to be about <laughs> exactly yeah exactly and, and as an actor on the show i don't pr- approve of that decision um <laughs> right <laughs> who's expendable <laughs> no but it, it was a loss because he was also a very fun character yes, and added so much charm to it Yes, yes. I mean, such a good actor, too, and such a wonderful human being. Um, and so I think I think another big reason, uh, this is what the producer told me, she was just like, I just don't want to say goodbye to him yet. Um, and I, I was like, well, I can't argue with that. That's But maybe season three they do address it, or you don't know yet? I don't know yet, but I have no idea, actually. But I'm okay. not in the writer's room, but I... Uh, okay. I do what they tell me. And your character, Joel, gets a, a boyfriend as the show goes on. I think yes. it stays stable towards the end. Um, <laughs> I guess we'll see where that goes. But I'm always curious about that because, um, you know, the whole issue uh, and, and debate within within the community, uh, because I'm a good friend with Alexandra Billings, if you, if you know her, and yeah. that Morrible and Wicked and all that kind of stuff. And so this whole notion of, do you cast gay people and gay characters? Is it wrong to cast a straight person and a gay character? Well, you can't have a straight person playing gay. You can't have a gay person playing straight. All this kind of stuff. So, you know, you, you are openly gay. You're married. You've got a husband and a dog, most importantly. And uh, so you play a character. But does that, is that important to you? Like, if, if you were hired and they said, no, we need you to be totally, we need you to be uh, Mike Brady, which is an interesting name to pick when you think about it, but yeah, we need you to be Mike Brady, have six kids. Are you like, hey, I'm an actor. I don't care. Or is it about, no, I got to be true to myself and all that. Well, I think that, that what it really comes down to, um, especially with trans actors, um, where it's like you would never, it, it's, I, I think it's maybe, there's probably one t- uh, exception that proves the rule, um, but you, it's so, uh, I know that Patty Harrison actually 
played a, a cisgendered woman. Um, but it's so rare that a, a, a queer person would be cast as a, in a straight role. Um, so if that happened, I'd be like, oh, okay. But when the very few trans roles come up or, and now, now with, with gay men. It is different today. Yeah, it's more common that there'll be a, a gay role in shows. But uh, if you cast a straight actor in that, um, that straight actor is also being cast in lots of straight roles. Whereas um, I, I mean, I would play Mike Brady, but no one has asked me to. <laughs> So Alice, you can, I can see it then. <laughs> That's more likely, actually. <laughs> oh, the soup's on. <laughs> um, but but I think that that's where the 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 political side of it comes into uh, effect. And so when a trans role comes up specifically, and you cast a, a cisgendered straight actor who pretends to be trans, then um, that one role that was available is taken and uh and i can see why um that would that becomes an issue i like to think people are enlightened to, and they are more enlightened today but i just uh, a friend of mine is starring in company and he plays one of the the, the gay married couple and he just posted something which was a uh, uh, um instagram whatever kind of posted was from somebody who, who in a smaller town somewhere but who basically said I went to see company and I had no idea they made these changes. Apparently she wasn't bothered by Bobby becoming a woman, but, but was bothered by the fact that there's now a gay couple in it and left it intermission. And, you know, I want my money back and this is just a wrong thing. And of course he, and his comment to that was, well, I'm proud and I I live my life and all of that. I like to think we're beyond those days, but I guess we're not. Well, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, it's a, it's a real, bizarrely hot topic issue that, that I thought we were beyond too. And, uh, and it really felt like we had some, some real footing. And I, I feel especially hard, uh, bad for, um, queer kids where it was like, Oh boy, you are so lucky to be born now. And now because of these culture wars, um, uh, um, they're the, they're the young people who are suffering the most. And yeah. I do feel bad for them. So, is your show, we'll take it back to that. I want to keep popping back to the den in our, in our discussion. Um, do you bring politics in it? I mean, is it sort of like, no, no, it's just, it's, I don't know how long is the show about 90 minutes or 60 minutes or 75. Okay. Uh, it's the seven fifteen. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> we need them to end on the hour. <laughs> yeah. It's like something about the freeway or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, not where you're going. Oh no, <laughs> no. <laughs> You're on a street where I'm trying to find parking now for when you're here on February 4th at 7.15. <laughs> oh, no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm actually, we just got into our garage here in our building and we are buying a car tomorrow and uh, it's very exciting. I'm thinking about parking and everything. Yeah, New York. It's Yeah, what, you, what have you done? Oh, you didn't have a car. I didn't have a car, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I had a car for 22 years. Um, but now I'm gonna, now I'm a, a, a previously owned car owner <laughs> yeah um, got a place to put it so that's right exactly i gotta get a car i won't even ask what the rent for that space is but it probably knows people's mortgage i know well it's a it's a deal for new york city but i wouldn't call it a deal overall yeah. um, uh, what was your question about oh, oh. am i political uh, in the show yeah i guess i'm not apolitical but i it's not um it's not um all about politics i mean i think i think because I am a, 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 a queer person and because um, uh, I live in the world, sometimes, you know, 
the personal is political. But uh, I definitely am not going at it being like, you know, my daily show audition. This is, uh, <laughs> it's more about personal stories about me. So I guess what I'm saying for people who may be watching this and, oh, do I want to go see Jeff or whatever? Are they seeing Joel? Are they seeing me? Who are they seeing? I know they're seeing Jeff. I, I know. But yeah. who are they seeing on stage? Is it somebody they've seen before? Um, you mean like who's my type? Who's my comedy type? Who's your character? Like? Oh, sure. You know what? That would inform. So if there's somebody that you um, pattern yourself um, after, I'm just realizing I'm not like many people. Um, I it, I it, all I can say is it's 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 very much me. It's very much in the same way that I'm just talking with you now. It's me talking with the audience, and it's very much about. This is not uh, a performance. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, it is. Well, are you denying that we've fully scripted this entire conversation. <laughs> I'm not denying it. I am still reading the transcripts right now. <laughs> um, I I think it's about, um, I mean, the, the, what I, one of the jokes in it is called, uh, I say, I, I welcome to my show about Jeff's search for meaning. And I know that the saying is actually man's search for meaning, but come on. Um, and I, and it's really about, it's how I, it's about growing up in the church and how I was super into the church and how I. That's Joel. Uh, that is Joel. And I became a social worker after college and I talk about that. And I, uh, and then I, uh, I also have three stories about human anatomical buttholes. <laughs> that, so I guess I should. Part of the I social it, work at what point is it? <laughs> It is actually one of them. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I should warn you that there uh, that there is a there's a lot of butthole content, and none of it leads to sex, which is both surprising and humiliating. But um, so family friendly to some degree. I think it's yeah. I mean, I maybe wouldn't bring your four year old. But, uh, I mean, I think they'd be bored. Teenagers um, fine. Yeah, I think a teenager is fine. I I mean, you know, there's some cursing, but it's not. It's not. There's no um, explicit. Uh, sexual content or anti-thing, okay. anti-thing. <laughs> and do you, I mean, you've been doing the stand-up for a long time. Who who does come to you? So I'm, I'm trying to get the word to Chicago here, but who is generally in your audience? Are you looking at the the, the middle-aged folks? Uh, well, I pointed myself, but, you know, are you saying, oh, no, I get a young crowd. Who, who's coming to see you? I, I am very big amongst uh, my peers of the middle-aged persuasion. And... Um, I also have uh, a lot of folks who um, uh, have been following me in New York for a while because I am sort of a downtown comedian um, who uh, has a, I mean, a name. I'm doing air quotes because it's, you know, the yeah. name is small because the world is small. <laughs> but um, uh, so I have a lot of people who like, um, you know, slightly acidic comedy with a lot of heart. It's a lot of heart, but it's also, you know, we're not afraid to take the take the little piss out of each other right you know the get ready for what will happen to you in some years when i when i do public appearances and that kind of stuff where i'm signing things i'll just never forget this this young guy comes up and i went oh how cool you know he watched he goes oh yeah you're your guy on the news yeah 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 yeah." he goes my grandmother loves you (laughs) i said i'm signing nothing for you i i've already gotten that paul (laughs) A lot of like, oh, my mom watches your show. Yeah, right. <laughs> it, it goes right up. It's kind of like, then why do you know about it? You're lying, you know? <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it, oh, it, right. There is so much of the, my, or would you sign this? My mom, I want to bring this home for, you know, no, not for you. Right, exactly. But, 
I just happened to walk in the room once, and that's how I recognize you. All right. All right. You know, you live in New York. You're on the street. Uh, You know, I mean, for example, like Matt Friend, who's from here, and he just, he posts all these videos. You know, Matt, right? The impressionist. And he's always got all these famous people. And he goes, you know, people think I've set these up. He goes, I run into these people. It's New York. They're around. Um, Is that your life? Do you walk down the street? No, there's, you know, there's uh, Robert De Niro. Oh, I've never seen De Niro, but uh, you do occasionally see a celebrity. Yeah, yeah. It's not. I wouldn't say that I have tons of videos of me and my celebrity, but I'm usually, I'm one of those people who's like, (laughs) and I love when celebs are nice. You know, I I don't usually bother them when I see it, but I, you know, I can be a geek about that. So, I mean, I'm more of the take me backstage type. Um, So I, during, during um, Hello Dolly, uh, David Hyde Pierce brought me backstage and, you know, that's sort of nice. Hi, Gavin Cripp. But anyway, um, But but one time, and this was, and I can say this now because he's gone. But the one time I said I need to say hello is it was Neil Simon, and he was sitting and having dinner. And how do you just not? And I just went up and I just said, I I just want to say thank you for the work. I I, I don't mean to bother, but I mean you're Neil Simon. Right. You know? And I'm not going to say he wasn't nice, but <laughs> I'm going to say he was. It, it didn't follow up with selfie. No, we're not. <laughs> it followed up with go back to your bread. Huh? <laughs> that's interesting i will say i met this is sort of a uh, i met marcia mason and i oh. said oh i just i get love the time work exactly i said i just love your work and she was like oh thanks honey and she and we had a lovely i mean we were also you know both acting in, in a festival so it wasn't quite the same thing but um she was incredibly warm You know what? There's nothing better than when, and maybe when we're off camera one day, we'll talk about those people who do not meet the definition of being warm uh, because they happen. And I've got a story that you will love (laughs) not to be told now. And it's a name, you know, (laughs) I cannot wait. (laughs) Yeah. But I do remember like I was walking down the street once and I saw Carney and I love Reed Carney and Hades town and stuff. So I said, Oh, can we take a picture together? And he says, yeah, let's, you know, put my girlfriend in the picture with us. I was thinking she would take the picture. Uh, So, (laughs) <laughs> it didn't it didn't work that way but anyway was she in the center or could you crop did you <laughs> no no she was on the end it was croppable <laughs> yeah so <laughs> just remove these remove these people out <laughs> so what so in talk about what is coming up for you've got the den theater but it's a one-shot only thing are we part of a yeah. tour you what's bringing you to chicago for that are you back here to start filming I'm back there to start shooting season three. And so I thought, well, why not throw in a show right before we start shooting? And uh, have we seen you on Chicago stage before? No, I've never been. I didn't think so. That's yeah. On anything in the stage. No, I would love to be. I mean, I guess I'm making my debut at the Den on February 4th at 7.15. They better be making. I'm going to make a big deal about that. This is your Chicago debut. And by the way, you're going to love I don't know if you, I'm sure you've been in show that is even audiences here in Chicago, but yes. Chicago audiences are the best. Ask Jerry Mitchell. I mean, they're, they're, everybody drives their shows out here before Broadway because they really these do. are the audiences okay. they want to talk about, talk yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also, you know, it's a big, fun, fancy city. And I've, I've been to the second city a thousand times. I'm there all the time. Yeah. I love it. Love it. Yeah. Oh, I think I told you when I had you on radio, I think it was just before you, I have cast of Second City yeah. all in studio. Great fun. And you, now you're not Second City trained, though. No, no. I'm uh, UCB trained. But UCB was born out of people who found each other at the Second City. So, I don't know. It's kind of vestigial. <laughs> is there a connect? Like when you see, whether you're running into a Steve Carell or whatever, whatever names you want to run into, but is there sort of a, I did this group, you were Second City. Is, is that is that a connecting thing for you or not really? 
Yeah, I think there is a little respect there. Yeah. And I think that anybody who starts out in improv um, is, is, you know, has that respect and has that. um, uh, uh, Yeah, I see you. We're the same uh, kind of idea because it is it is a very specific type of training. And um, yeah, it's it's very helpful. Very helpful. Yeah, my partner's going through the training now. And so at dinner the other night, we had to do a thing with, you know, I'll hold a spoon up, but let's pretend it's not a spoon. I'm like, I'm not in that class. <laughs> it's a spoon. Uh, <laughs> well, anyway. That's like improv move. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm trying to give you some material for the show coming up, you know. <laughs> oh, I like it. Thank you. But you're, <laughs> but you're going to be at the Den Theater on Milwaukee. It's actually 1331 North Milwaukee. You're in Chicago's Wicker Park neighborhood. I don't know where you're staying, but that's like a cool neighborhood to be in. Um, I'm staying in Naperville. I don't know if that's so cool. Oh, well... <laughs> They have a rib fest every year, and they're, and the, the mayor who's gone now used to be officer-friendly. There's plenty of Naperville things to do, um, but I think we'll see you in the city. And it's, <laughs> and it's February 4th, Sunday, February 4th, and it's at 7.15 p.m. You're on the main stage, the heat main stage, and tickets are at the Den Theater, spelled the proper British way, T-R-E, love that, uh, dentheater.com. I hope it's selling really great. I'm going to do some checking because I'm, I'm telling everybody I know to, to go check it out. I just, I don't know. There was something about you when I first saw you. I said, I, this guy is great. And then there you are coming here. And I immediately reached out to the agent and said, can I please talk to him? So <laughs> thank, thank you. you. I appreciate it. So thank you. And I'll see you on February 4th and break a leg here in Chicago. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs>